السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Ramadan is around the corner. We know that inshallah we have this Friday and next Friday by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to prepare for this beautiful month of Ramadan. And as you know, Ramadan is a month of many different aspects within Islam. If I were to ask you, what is the month of Ramadan a month of? It's correct for you to say the month of fasting, the month of the Quran, the month within which there is Laylatul Qadr, the month of forgiveness, the month of reward, the month of freedom from the fire. But it is also a month of victory. Some of the most important battles took place in the month of Ramadan. And Allah Almighty gives victory to His servants in various ways sometimes your victory may appear to be negative but in the eyes of Allah it is a victory it is something great so when something happens to you in life firstly related to Allah and ask yourself how connected am I to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if your salah is in order your connection with the Quran, daily recitation is in order. Your pillars of Islam are in order. Your relationship with other human beings is in order. Then inshallah, whatever has happened to you is a blessing from Allah. He protects his servants in a unique way. And there is one thing that many people tend to forget when they have hurdles, obstacles and challenges. And that is that Allah chooses His acts, Allah chooses His worshippers who are going to go through these challenges very carefully based on His love for them. And where do we get this from? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was tested the most. He went through the most challenges. Nobody can ever say that they have been through more challenges than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You name it, he went through it. Was he ever upset with Allah? Never. Na'udhu billah. Impossible. He was always happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so that at the height of one of the major problems that he had in Ta'if, you may know some of the details. He says, Oh Allah, for as long as you are pleased with me, I'm happy. Whatever's happening to me is okay. If you are pleased with me, what more do I want? Let's take a page from this. Because the hadith says, When Allah loves his slave, he tests him or her. You have a challenge. What does it do for you? Wallahi, it softens you. It brings you closer to Allah. It gives meaning to your dua. It gives meaning to your salah. You pray more sincerely because you've got major issues. Unlike the one who's got no issue whatsoever. He might be a pious person fulfilling his salah, but the taste you have is a little bit different because you know something that that person doesn't know. You're going through a challenge that only Allah can resolve. 
And that's why when Allah loves you, He bends you and He actually straightens you again and He gives you victory. The meaning of the term victory is that it is preceded by something that requires victory. Simple. If I say we will be granted victory from what? It means something I'm going through right now that I need the victory for. So if you and I realize that this is a month of victory, it's the month of winning against shaitan and against the enemy, you will have hope in Allah. Our brothers and sisters are suffering in Gaza and in Palestine in a way that is such the prolonging of it is making us people who don't mention it much anymore. Part of shaitan's plan. The same happens to a lot of people. You suffer for a while, people talk about you, and after a little while, no one talks about you. I remember visiting a zone of earthquake, and the people were saying, we are still suffering from an earthquake that happened a long time back. Why? Because tens of thousands of people were displaced. Mashallah, people rushed to their aid, gave them the tents and the water and whatever else had they, they needed from a tent. You're not going to graduate back into a home, a house? Who's going to help you for that? People forgot them after a little while because then there were floods somewhere else that the world rushed to. And then there was Gaza that happened that the world rushed to. And still we owe everyone our attention. Only Allah can help them in actual fact. I'm not trying to resign from the issue, but I'm saying there are problems that you and I cannot resolve. We can contribute towards a solution, inshallah. But another matter, that you and I need to realize Ramadan is a month of taking stock, not just for purposes of paying your zakat, but stock of your own self and your own deeds. What am I doing? Who am I? What is it that is required of me? Where am I? How am I going to improve myself? Take stock of yourself and realize you need to change. Ramadan is a month of change. That is Ramadan. From now, we need to understand the ummah is fragmented. That's why we are losing. Remember, I'm repeating the sentence. The ummah is fragmented. That's why we are losing. Do not come and tell me that because of a difference I have with you in terms of jurisprudence or something to do with the details of a shari matter that I hate you. No way. That is from shaitan. That is shaitan's plot. Even if I differ with you, have I not uttered the shahada? Do you not utter the shahada? We have differences. We will respectfully discuss them if need be, but we will never make them a point of our split to the degree that we don't care for the ummah anymore because that's exactly what the enemy wants. And guess what? They have gotten us almost there. But we have the pulpit of Jum'ah to remind you don't allow that to happen. Don't allow anyone to come to you and make you think for a moment that another person, no matter where they are from, no matter their ethnicity, no matter their social standing, because they have a difference with you in the deen, you hate them. Don't allow someone to tell you that. If they do, wallahi, we would be heading in the wrong direction. We would be fragmented into hundreds, if not thousands of small little compartments of people, little small grouping of, of people such that we would not have any might, any power at all. Follow Allah, follow the Messenger وسلم, and do not dispute amongst yourselves because you will lose your might.
You will lose your power. Clear. The Quran says you want to dispute. Well, you're going to lose your power. So what's the solution? Allah says immediately after that. Be patient because Allah loves those who are patient. Brother, you did something wrong. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I'm going to keep your respect intact and discuss the matter in order to try and resolve it. There we are. Who knows? I might be the one who's wrong. You, you, give, you given the opportunity to clarify, you may have proven me wrong. Yet I was the one ready to hate and hurt. So Ramadan is a month of taking stock. Are you not one member of the Ummah? Wallahi, we would never be able to fulfill a Jumu'ah without a group. We would never be able to use the term Jama'ah without a group. But Jum'ah and Jama'ah are part of the Muslim Ummah because we are taught to gather together, not for fun. Why does the hadith say Salatul Jama'ati afdalu min Salatil Fadhi bi sab'in wa ishirina daraja? That Jama'ah, Salah in Jama'ah is better 27 times than Salah read on your own. Why? Why such a big reward multiplied 27 fold according to one of the narrations, 25 another one? Because there has to be something in it for the Ummah. Not just that you get together and because you are dressed differently, you look a little bit differently. I have already a preconceived hate towards you. Oh man, it can't work that way. We are part of the Ummah. The enemy is actually only aiming at those who are trying to bring the Ummah together. That's all. Nobody else. Go out on the globe and search who the enemy is aiming to hurt. They are only aiming to hurt those who are trying to bring the Ummah together. That's it. Go. I've checked it out myself. Anyone who's already divided, the enemy is excited and happy. They might even fuel that division to say, you know what? They are right. They are, it's, it's okay. That's the way. Because they know if these people are in small little groups, they're not going to solve any problem regarding the Ummah. If you think Gaza is just one problem, no, it's the beginning of the problem. Gaza is only the beginning. If the same enemy could, they would come for every one of us. And guess what? They are coming. Given the opportunity, they will come. If you haven't learned a lesson, may Allah forgive you and I. The only way we are going to be able to protect ourselves is through our togetherness. Together. And we need to change our lives. Take stock, like I said. And ask yourself, who are you? Who is Allah in your equation? A true believer? Allah is his equation. Never mind asking who is Allah in your equation. My whole equation is Allah. And as a result, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam features on there the highest order. What is his sunnah to you? What does it mean to you? Well, I want to tell you something else. Allah has given each one of us different strengths. Some of you are physically more fit than I am. And you would be. Some of you have more wealth. Some of you perhaps have a better understanding, a greater brain. You have learned more in a certain field. I might be brilliant in one thing. You might be brilliant in 10 things. Allah has created us differently. You have opportunities to do things that I don't. And I have the opportunities to do things that you don't. If you do not appreciate the uniqueness of the next man, you're not going to grow as an ummah. You want everyone to be like you, to think like you, to do like you. Their sheikh must be your sheikh and their 
way of understanding must be yours and their school of thought must be yours and that's the only time they will be acceptable in my eyes you're at a loss وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكَ لَآمَنَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كُلُّهُمْ جَمِيعًا Your Lord, if He wanted, everybody on earth would have been believers. Do you not think Allah was able to do that? Why are there disbelievers outside? Because Allah planned it. He wanted them to be there. That's why they are there. As a test for them and for us. So if Allah wanted all of us, to be united upon one thing, it would have happened. But part of your test is how arrogant are you? Do you think you're the only guy with a brain? Do you think you're the only guy who's understood the Quran and the Sunnah? Do you think you, it's the only understanding? Do you think just because Allah has made it easy for you to adopt five Sunan, another person who's adopting another five Sunan is not worth looking at because what he's doing, I can't understand. Learn to appreciate each other. I know people who adopt a Sunnah, that you wouldn't even recognize and realize. People who visit the sick and ill and pay the hospital bills of those who can't afford it. Where's the ummah? You look at the man, you might not even think that he's, he's a practicing Muslim, but he's doing something you cannot do. Maybe Allah didn't give you that wealth. I know people who are serving in a burial committee where they are called at two in the morning with a smiling face they would go. The only problem is people are wondering why are they smiling? Someone's just passed away. But what I mean is they're happily going. Right? Are you ready to help? Are you ready to assist one member of the community? Not one day, every day someone phones you two in the morning, three. Are you ready to forsake your bedding? Say, let's go. There are people in the ummah doing it. When you look at them, they might not be dressed as per what you would consider sunnah dressing. Maybe not. They might not be practiced, but wallahi, without them, there would be a little gap that you and I would need to fill or, or get someone else to do. Appreciate them. They are serving Islam differently. But the minute you start pointing fingers and belittling, you know what? We are fragmenting ourselves. Don't allow that to happen. Ramadan is a month of unity because everyone is fasting. Everyone's connected to the Quran. Everyone is seeking forgiveness. Everyone is searching for Laylatul Qadr. Everyone wants the mercy of Allah. Everyone wants to ask others forgiveness. Isn't it the month of unity? Our purpose is the same. Each one of us is waiting for that moment where we're going to put a date in our mouths. Each one of us would like water and we'd like to give others zamzam water, mashallah. And we want others to open their fast on our sufra, mashallah. It's a month of unity. We see it, but unfortunately, we don't realize more important than all of that is the condition of your heart. Indeed, in the body, there is a piece of flesh. If it is pure and clean and good, the whole body is pure and clean and good and free from disease. And if it is diseased, sick and ill, the whole body is exactly the same. What is it? Behold, it is the heart. That's a hadith, powerful hadith. The heart. The heart is the seat of government for your deeds because your deeds are based on the intentions and the intentions are closely between the heart and the brain. You want to do a deed, you could appear to be doing such a lovely deed, but because of your heart, it's all spoiled. You seek the forgiveness of Allah, Allah will forgive. Here is the month, it's coming, it's right ahead. 
prepare for it because from amongst us maybe myself maybe any one of us we may not witness this month of ramadan think of those who are struggling you may not be able to help them the way they need to be helped because your capacity is limited allah's capacity is unlimited and there might be someone else helping them in a way that you don't think is important but allah knows it's extremely important so let's not fight each other you are doing i'm not doing he is doing this one is not doing that one is doing because in that squabble what's happening we are losing our might allah says you lose your might you lose your might try and appreciate one another you know what they are doing this i can't do it mashallah you see we have journalists in our midst wallahi a big responsibility on their shoulders to be upright to be honest and to serve the causes of justice and fairness on earth but what a journalist could do sometimes you and i cannot do it so instead of just cursing people we can say a word of encouragement and try and say a word of guidance. What did I say moments ago? We need them to serve what? To see, serve the causes of justice and goodness. May Allah protect them and continue to use them to do the right thing. Because the same man can be used to do the wrong thing. There are so many who are just wasting their time, for example. May Allah not let that happen to us. So my brothers and sisters, Musa alayhi salam, a great messenger of Allah, one of the five ulul azmi min rusul the top ranking five of the messengers of Allah, one of them, Musa alayhi salam. He suffered at the hands of the Pharaoh for many, many years. What was the Pharaoh doing? All the sins that you can think of, all the crimes. He was burying the children. He was killing the boys. He was so scared that someone was going to come and take away his throne. And with all of that, he started killing little boys, small boys. His tyranny was so extensive that they felt that perhaps it's never going to come to an end. Banu Israel, the children of Yaqub alayhi salam, the people who were with Musa alayhi salam, they felt, you know what, this man is going to be a tyrant forever and ever. They couldn't foresee or they couldn't tell in the foreseeable future that there was going to be any solution to the problem. What did Allah do? Allah says, وَجَاوَزْنَا بِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ الْبَحْرَ فَأَتْبَعَهُمْ فِرْعَوْنُ وَجُنُودُهُ We took Musa alayhi salam and his people, Banu Israel, we took them across the sea. And Fir'aun followed them. Fir'aun followed them. Baghyan wa adwan. He had this enmity and this hate against them. He wanted to eradicate them. He followed them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted the same sea to open up for two parties for two different reasons in a miraculous way. The first party who crossed moments before the second party crossed in order to be saved. And this, the party that crossed a moment later, the same water, crossed it in order to be destroyed by Allah. Imagine how Allah works. So when you look at something as a favor of Allah upon you, Wallahi, there is a hairline between it being a favor of Allah and the punishment of Allah. 
That's why we always say, Allah gave you millions and billions. It could be a punishment, it could be a gift. How do you know? If you drifted away from Allah, it's a punishment. And if you, it brought you closer to Allah, it's a gift. The same applies to the issues I spoke about at the beginning of this talk. When you have problem upon problem, if those problems bring you closer to Allah, they were no problem. They were no problem, not at all. A problem is actually a problem when you don't have a problem, but you are away from Allah. That's the problem. There we are. So Fir'aun, he was drowned. And he was drowned in a way that even the water spat him out for him to remain to this day for us to see not only how ugly he is, but at the same time how helpless a person who called himself God, Na'udhu Billah, was and is to this day. So helpless that if you were to touch his skin, which they don't allow you to do, they say it would flake off. Completely flake off because it's been mummified. May Allah protect us. I mention this because while it may seem that there is no end to oppression and aggression, when you call out to Allah, Allah Almighty definitely is able and capable. It's a matter of time. So I want to end by telling you something even more powerful. Musa alayhi salam is the prophet of Allah. He didn't just pray against the Pharaoh from day one. No. Allah put it as a duty upon Musa and Harun, may peace be upon them, to go to the Pharaoh and remind him to come towards Allah in the best possible way. And this is a reminder for all of us to say, when Allah sent Musa alayhi salam to the Pharaoh, he told him, use soft words which means the approach when you're approaching the people when you're approaching the pharaoh use a good approach a soft approach even though he's arrogant he's haughty he calls himself god he's been killing people and so on allah says go and tell him words that are soft perhaps he might take heed Perhaps he might soften up, turn to Allah. He might remember. Allah always knew that he's not coming. In the knowledge of Allah, Allah knew this man's not even coming. We believe that Allah knows everything that's going to come in the future. So Allah is telling a messenger whom he knew that the one the messenger is going to call is not even going to turn. Not at all. But Allah wanted all of us to learn the lesson, so it's actually mentioned in the Quran. Today we talk to each other with harsh words. We swear each other. We actually belittle each other. We're doing it to one another people on a practicing scale and on a non-practicing level too. Without realizing, actually Allah taught Musa alayhi salam and mentioned that particular teaching in the Quran because you must remember the story of Musa alayhi salam extends years and decades what we have in the Quran yes there's quite a bit mashallah but it's only what Allah chose to put in the Quran that is there there has to be a reason why it's there you and I have to learn lesson so Musa alayhi salam then goes to the Pharaoh. He, he reminds him the Pharaoh became even more arrogant. He's wanting to harm Musa alayhi salam and Harun and they had to run. Musa alayhi salam in particular, he was being sought after by the Pharaoh even after the period of him returning from Madian 
and telling Fir'aun because he got prophethood at the time that you know what? You need to turn to Allah. You know you're not a God. You know where you stand. And the Pharaoh's tyranny increased. When that happened after many years, Musa alayhi salam raises his hands in dua. He raises his hands in dua. Now, if you look at Nuh, the prophet Noah, may peace be upon him, or any of the prophets, they never raised their hands against the people they were called, they were asked to call, except at a certain point. When that point, when that threshold was crossed, then the dua became now, oh Allah, destroy these people. Nuh alayhi salam made the same dua after years. He says, oh Allah, I've tried with these people in the day at night. I've tried to tell them openly and silently. I tried to remind them this way and that way. I did everything. They are far away. They're becoming worse. And the children they're giving birth to are even worse than them. Allahu Akbar. Imagine what type of people they were. He's saying, oh Allah, there's no hope because the children, I thought maybe the children will come. Children are even worse. Each time they're giving birth, the people they're giving birth to are worse than them. May Allah protect us and our offspring. So, what dua did Musa alayhi salam make? He says, Rabbana, O my Rabb, O our Rabb, O our Lord. Innaka atayta fir'awna wa mala'ahu zinatan wa amwalan fil hayatid dunya. The first part of it is just a statement. It's just a statement of information, which Allah already knows, obviously. He says, Oh Allah, you have given this Pharaoh, you have given him. Zina, you've given him beauty, a lot of good things on earth, and you've given him a lot of wealth on earth. Oh Allah, they are using it for nothing but to lead astray from your path. In order for them to lead astray from the path, is that what they're getting it for? In fact, he's saying, Oh Allah, you've given them all this, what they are doing with it is terrible. So now I'm asking you, O Allah, Oh Allah, turn off their wealth, switch it off, extinguish it, eradicate it. Eradicate their wealth. And oh Allah, harden their hearts. Imagine what type of a dua this is. Why harden the hearts? Because now he wanted to see the punishment. It's over. You know what? That's it. You crossed the threshold. Now the punishment has to come. So, oh Allah, in the process of you punishing them, harden their hearts so that the punishment is seen right through to the end. And as a result of that, the Pharaoh didn't turn to Allah even though he knew who he was. He didn't turn to Allah. It is reported that when he saw the angels of death as he was drowning, it was already too late. Up to that point, he didn't turn to Allah. Had it been that Musa alayhi salam perhaps might have said, Oh Allah, soften his heart. Oh Allah, bring him. You know what? That dua did happen so many times, but before he crossed the threshold. So when he saw the angels of death, it was too late. So that is why Allah Almighty says, Is it now that you want to turn? And you were transgressing all along and you were from among the corrupt on earth when we sent you the message, messages and the messengers, you didn't take heed. Now that you're seeing the angel of death, 
you're quickly saying, oh, I, I believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun. Too late. Too late. Nonetheless, he was destroyed and victory was granted to those who were looked at as people who would never be victorious. And I mention this because in the month of Ramadan, you will notice a lot of pressure on our brothers and sisters, especially in Gaza. It's the norm every Ramadan for the last so many Ramadans. May Allah make it easy for them. May Allah help them through that month. May Allah grant them ultimate and final victory. And may Allah Almighty truly use us as a means of helping them in one way or another. My brothers and sisters, Ramadan is also a month of caring for others. Caring for others. Here I am telling you, people are there. I met a brother yesterday who was telling me, I don't see, I don't see any goodness coming in the near future. I said, that's because you're blind. On my path, I see Allah. And for Allah, nothing is impossible. But the difficulty is we need to talk to each other to say, start improving your own life. Turn to Allah. Learn to care for one another. Learn to care for one another. Because do you know what? Like I said, when the enemy comes, he hits one. Eradicates him while everyone else is busy fighting each other. He comes to the next one. Eradicates the second one while the third up to the 10th or 20th or 100th are all fighting each other He then tackles the third one. The first two are gone until he gets to the hundredth one What happened each one is fighting each other? Shouldn't we stop that stop fighting each other learn to love each other learn to respect each other watch your mouth Regarding the Muslim Ummah watch your mouth regarding each other So what if you have differences you are not the first one and you will never be the last one the Sahaba radiallahu anhum had differences. If we don't learn a lesson from some of the negatives that have happened at the time, then what was the whole point? There were more positives than anything else, but there were a few negatives. At the end of the day, they were also human beings, but they were better than you and I by far. When we say each one's name, no matter what has happened in their lives, we have to say radiallahu anhum. That's part of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We have to. But we do know there were some squabbles that happened. What did we learn? My brothers and sisters, look at how beautifully we're seated in, seated in this masjid today. Let's increase the love that we have for one another. It's good to sit together, but there is a purpose why Allah made it compulsory to sit together. Without sitting together, there's no Jumu'ah. What's that purpose? The purpose is, come on, you are one ummah, you are one family. You need to care for each other. You need to be there for each other. May Allah Almighty bless every one of us and grant us all a blessed Ramadan. Grant us all lessons from the stories of others. May Allah Almighty truly open our doors and may Allah Almighty help us resolve our matters and help us to respect one another in our own unique ways. Each one is a gem. Each one of you is a gem in your own way. If you haven't recognized it, you need someone to help polish you so that you would recognize it. But that doesn't mean that the others are not a gem. Learn to look at people and learn to see what's good about them. Appreciate it. Thank Allah. And, and perhaps you might want to say a positive word to others rather than only negative words that will never solve the problems of the Muslim Ummah.